This is the Humerian Health Podcast. Spilling our guts for the well-being of yours. Very exciting. Allergies, they're everywhere. I'm allergic to a lot of people. I was... Oh, they're not talking about allergies to people. You stole my joke. Do you have a joke? (laughs) Well, not anymore, because I said I was allergic to... I thought that was pretty good delivery. For you, yeah, that actually was pretty awesome. I only have allergies to people named (laughs) William. William, the allergic, allergic person. I'm oh kidding. my gosh! I you like know, most. You know that means you're going to get Bill muted. Is a good thing. You're going to get muted on the podcast. <laughs> right. So for those of you who are He's listening, talking, it'll be typed over. Talking but not really heard. That's right. We talked recently. Well, actually, not so recently about our off-camera fact checker who still refuses to get on camera. He's now coming. you've just it's gonna now you've just sh- you guys thrown love it. you've just thrown our sound production expert under, <laughs> under the, the bus. Book. All of a sudden, awesome. you'll under you'll turn in this. You threw him under the book. Yeah, it's under the book. And the uh, book is What You Must Know About Allergy Relief. And it sounds so general, but I'll tell you what, they cover, I mean, this book, it covers almost everything. So we're going to be interviewing Dr. Earl Mendel. So um, we're going to get to that right away because I think we have a lot to talk afterwards because I think I'm going to have other things and not just people I'll be allergic to by the end of the program. (laughs) I'm sure that you will. Probably me. Well, let's get started. All right. So we're joined with Dr. Earl Mendel. He is the co-author on What You Must Know About Allergy Relief. Thank you, Dr. Mendel, for joining us today. It's a pleasure to be on the podcast. Yeah, we're very excited to dig into the book and to learn more about kind of allergies and tolerances. You have so much great information in that book. But sort of before we get started, I thought maybe you could baseline us a little bit and just talk about what are some of the common misconceptions about allergies that you can clear up for our audience? Well, you see, people confuse their symptoms uh, with their allergies. Example, a runny nose, uh, uh, things like that. Uh, they think it's a resp- uh, respiratory system, or but really, it, all allergies are uh, due to an immune problem. So that's what I think is very important to understand that it's an immune system problem, uh, not just these uh, what the symptoms produce. And half the issue is uh, what type of immune problem and when did it start and what do we do? But is that one of the biggest misconceptions is just the idea of what's what? I mean, differentiating it? Yes, I think it is. I think it really is. Yeah, and as I was and I was reading up on, on your book, one of the questions that came to my mind was sort of what is the difference between an allergy and an intolerance? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I hear a lot of people say, oh, I'm allergic to that. Yeah, yeah. Well, example, I think dairy um, products are the biggest thing. People say, I'm allergic to uh, dairy products. They're not allergic to them. Well, they could be, but it, a lot of people have problems with uh, the lac- uh, lactose, which is the milk sugar. But by taking an enzyme uh, called lactase, that pretty well overcomes that. Or, of course, you can switch over to some other type of milk. I mean, I, I drink um, almond milk instead of the, the dairy product because I have problems with the dairy products. Mm-hmm. So in that case, that would really be considered uh, an intolerance, not an, an allergy. Yes. Say. Okay. Okay, it makes sense. Yeah, that does make sense. So let's talk about what you mentioned earlier about allergies comparison to a common cold comparison to other things. Kind of break that Mm -hmm. down a little bit because I think that's a major basis of understanding that could clarify when you're chasing an allergy or when you're chasing other issues. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've had a whole page on that. Is it a cold or is it flu or is it allergy? Example, uh, the duration of a cold could be anywhere from 3 to 14 uh, days. While allergies can last weeks or can be uh, can all have 
forever. I mean, if you're at a peanut allergy, uh, you, you're going to have a problems uh, for your whole lifetime. So uh, basically, uh, uh, cold uh, with pain and aches uh, can happen in colds, but uh, with allergies, it doesn't happen. And itchy eyes and uh, uh, colds, uh, it doesn't happen, while allergies, it does happen. So I have the, on a whole page there about uh, differentiates between a cold, a flu, and um, uh, airborne allergies. Okay. And so I know there's a variety, I guess, of different kinds of allergy testing, but then I also know a lot of people don't actually get tested. I mean, what's what's the biggest reason people are not getting tested? Or they're not maybe getting tested when they should, right? We, I think all of us are prone to put things off. But Well, I think it's due to the expense, uh, uh, fear, uh, blood, the blood tests, uh, hassle, uh, skin tests, you know, all these things, uh, uh, even the elimination diet, people don't want to really do that. So they have a, in their mind, they think it's going to be a big hassle to have these tests. Uh, they probably have seen with these little patches where they have to do about 15 or 20 different things. So I think it's really more psychological than anything else. Mm -hmm. Well, is it that and expense and a few things? Now, the RAS test is kind of a not-so-fun test. I mean, the, the RAS test, they, they kind of put... Oh, where they poke you the... All the all yeah, way right, up and down exactly, the back. Right. And, mm, yeah, and everybody thinks needle, and they get scared, yeah. even though it's really not that painful. Mm -hmm. No, but people are so frightened of needles and yeah. the, uh, the unknown. I think that's the biggest thing. 100%, 100%. Do you think that family docs... Uh, don't lead people into the allergy uh, testing as fast as they should, or they constantly are trying to wait for the allergist or the ENT to do it, and thus creates a multiple referral basis. Because nine times out of ten, it's when somebody gets so bad. When you and I both know, right. we catch it early enough. You know how much easier it is to catch these things. Well, I, I agree, but I think uh, most of the uh, uh, so-called uh, family practitioners are so busy. They don't have the time to do this type of thing, so they would rather just uh, refer, refer to, uh, to uh, yeah, refer up. Make, makes sense. Well, and one of the things you mentioned was the elimination diet, which uh, I have honestly subjected myself to that to a degree, <laughs> just in terms of you know trying to not. I didn't really think of it as allergic. Um, reaction as much as I thought of it as intolerance identification, right? So taking out dairy and things like that, which you've already alluded to. I guess I'm curious if you could talk just a little bit more about what what an elimination diet or kind of how that works, yeah. and is that something oh, that is? It's really very simple. I mean, if you're having a, if you're having a problem with uh, uh, dairy, stop drinking, uh, stop eating anything that has dairy in it for uh, a week or so, and then uh, bring it back in and see what happens. Now, this could be a little bit of a problem because if you have a major, uh, you know, allergy with these things, uh, bringing it back in can be uh, somewhat of a problem. So I would work with a uh, practitioner. But the elimination diet is, to me, one of the easiest ways to find out what you're, what's causing the problem. And that could yeah. even be done at home. I mean, that can be sure. done if you think it's dairy, exactly. take it out. And if yeah. it is there, mm -hmm. then you can consider consider go from there. Yeah. So is there yeah. a set of, I guess, symptoms or things that you might say, oh, well, if you're experiencing, uh, like, a lot of gas or so? I mean, I, are there things that you can definitely say, there, here's a checklist of if these are kinds of symptoms, these are, you might want to explore food as a, or changes in your diet as a possible source 
for that? Like, well, I guess well, what process would you go through or recommend people go through? Yeah, listen, absolutely. I mean, if you're having problems with digestion and, uh, and I was, look, find out, here's what I tell people, keep a diet, uh, a diet diary. Otherwise, write down what you're eating and all of a sudden you notice you're eating something on a regular basis, that's probably the thing that's causing the allergies. I mean, it's common sense. So if you eliminate that from your diet, you'll find that many of these symptoms uh, go away. Mm. Okay, so let's let's take that a little bit step for, forward because uh, half of the problem with most people when you talk to them is they feel it's they don't know where to start, they feel overwhelmed, and just logic seems to dis- <laughs> yeah, be dismissed from disappears. them. So they need to buy my book. <laughs> they do. That's right. <laughs> Allergy Perfect. relief. That's exactly uh, our right. book, I should say. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's really that's what we did the book for to bring uh, people from zero to uh, right up to date. Uh, and I think I'm very proud of the book. Uh, you did a, a great job. And uh, uh, if you know nothing about the condition, uh, I think if you read through the thing, you will uh, become a, an expert uh, on what to do. So, yeah, in the book, you talk about asthma. Um, how does that relate, or, or not, I guess, to allergies? Well, of course, allergies can exacerbate asthma. I mean, they can worsen it. Uh, the pollen uh, and the uh, uh, animal dander. I mean, you can be uh, have a problem with your dog, and that can uh, uh, worsen your um, asthma. Um, and, um, of course, uh, even allergies to drugs, uh, such, even over-the-counter drugs like aspirin or your prescription drugs. I mean, if you... Uh, uh, see those ads on television for the prescription drugs. They always say, if you do not take it if you're allergic to it. Well, how do you know you are allergic to it? Uh, so it's becoming more and more of a problem because all these artificial flavors and uh, uh, preservatives and uh, uh, dyes, I mean, it's so obvious that this can, uh, I think, exacerbate or worsen um, your asthmatic condition. Hmm. Interesting. And so is it possible then? It's, are there things that we might be doing from an eating perspective? You mentioned like dyes and things that could actually make you more asthmatic or make maybe give you asthma if you didn't have it before? Well, I don't know, I don't know if it's going to give you asthma, but all I can tell you is if you are asthmatic, you should read all the labels and uh, make sure that uh, you're, you're eating uh, foods that don't have all these uh, uh, additives, uh, preservatives, uh, food colors, uh, uh, flavor. I mean, it's unbelievable. All, if you look at you go into a grocery store and pick up some of these processed foods you see advertised on television, they'll have about 30 or 40 different ingredients. And most of them, you don't either know what they are, you can't even pronounce them. So my feeling is uh, try not to, uh, if you have a problem like that, try not to eat any processed foods. Dr. Mendel, uh, I was just curious, <clears throat> do you think that, um, you know, the federal government's done a aggressive basis of funding certain industries very heavily, <clears throat> mm-hmm. such as uh, dairy industry? Uh, wheat industry, corn industry. Do you yeah. think that them funding it to the extent where basically those foods are dropped into everything we touch, that it sets up a higher susceptibility to allergens to those foods just simply because you're eating so much of it? Or is that not relevant? Well, it is very relevant. I call it the standard American diet or SAD. <clears throat> it's more like pathetic. I mean, three quarter, well, more than three quarters of, uh, of Americans, two thirds anyway, uh, are overweight, and because we're eating all these processed foods that are high in uh, uh, the, uh, the fats and the carbohydrates and the sugar, etc., but they really are not very nutritious. 
So, uh, unfortunately, uh, our, our government, uh, all kinds of uh, uh, people that are in the uh, dairy lobby, in the uh, meat lobby, in the there's even a salt lobby that uh, says we should be eating more salt. Really interesting. I didn't know that. Huh. Huh. Yeah. You don't hear yeah. about the salt lo- uh-huh. lobby too much. Yeah, well, why not? I mean, it's in everything. I mean, it's a, yep. well, yeah. it's a yeah, preservative, it and also, of course, it's a flavor enhancer. So, yeah, makes sense. Uh, Absolutely. If you have a, a, a problem, I'm not saying you're going to be allergic to salt, but uh, if you look at some of these processed foods, you're going to see all these uh, so-called refined sugars and junk foods uh, um, that are loaded with uh, additives and preservatives and yeah. dyes, etc. Yeah, mm-hmm. monosodium glutamate and salt. I mean, that's kind of like yeah. if you don't have that, MSG, I don't know right. what you Yeah, mm-hmm. it's huge. Sure. Uh, yeah. Um, now, let me ask you this. Uh, you know, now a lot of salt is produced in a lab. Right. I mean, it just is. And then uh, it was interesting. I was interviewing one of the uh, one of the German cardiologists, and he was laughing about how uh, the United States says, you know, your American Heart Association says one day they're saying uh, salt's bad for you, and then and then about a year later they take salt back off the list <laughs> and then they put it back on and I said what what are you talking about he says well you know here sea salt is something that we highly recommend because it has trace minerals uh, 72 right. trace minerals it's balanced and the body accepts it very well and it doesn't drive up blood pressure unless you use enormous amounts however in the United States you are now processing this stuff so it's basically a chemical Chemicals, yeah. sodium chloride mm-hmm. and, and it no actually hurts minerals, right. and no, no nutrients yeah. right well that's the same thing happening with food too yes. i mean uh, the foods are so processed that there's nothing really left in it they have to add things to it uh, i have a really easy uh, i call it the rule of thumb if they advertise it on uh, commercial television, don't eat, drink, or take it. And you'll be a lot healthier. You have a lot less yeah. allergies, and for sure, it's not going to uh, exacerbate your asthma. Yeah, that's wow. a really good point. And allergies seem to—I I don't know too many people that don't think they have some allergy to something. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's mm-hmm. what's really mm-hmm. common, and I think that's been around for years, whether it's a ragweed or, you know, hey, every spring, every fall, those type of things. So allergies just do occur. It's not like you're going to have the allergy-free person very often, correct? Right, but you see, most of the allergies are not outdoor. They're indoor, because think about it. Where do we spend most of our time? Indoors. Mm-hmm. And that's why we have, uh, in the book, we talk about allergy-proof your uh, your home, your mm-hmm. uh, condominium, your apartment, your dog, uh, your your automobile. I mean, we have some people in this country who spend four hours a, a day in their automobile. And uh, so most of the time, uh, our, our lifetime is fun, uh, indoors, not outdoors. Now, of course, uh, commonly the pollen, etc. but if you really look at all the, uh, additive, the uh, artificial things in, in our environment, no wonder we're having such a problem with allergies. Okay, I have to take a little commercial break and ask you, how do you allergy-proof your dog? I mean, that's the thing I've never heard. And it's totally, I mean, it's on topic, but it's a little its a little off topic. Yeah, right? well, I mean, it's, it's page really, 133. Oh, it's, it's in the chapter, <laughs> what, page 133. Okay, but I want to know but right now. But there are a lot of things you can do. Okay. What are just the top like, two things they could do for yeah. their dog? Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, first of all, uh, about half, uh, I think we say there's 72 million uh, pet dogs and nearly 82 million cats. Right. So... It's very common in the country to have a pet. Uh, what we can do is, uh, first of all, uh, there are dogs that are less 
uh, allergenic than others. Mm-hmm. Um, if you really have a problem, I would look into that. But um, the whole chapter, it says that what you can do is uh, uh, remove the, uh, the animal for a few days to see if your symptoms subside. So it's like elimination mm-hmm. yeah. for yeah, your pet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um, if you have uh, any of these symptoms, coughing, itching, rash, sneezing, sore throat, um, my wife, for instance, is very uh, susceptible to cats. Mm-hmm. We'll go into someone's home or apartment or condo. Uh, they've got, a, And she asks now if they have a cat within... I'd say 30 seconds, she's having problems with her, her, her throat closing, oh, uh, wow, having so uh, watering eyes. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, we don't have a pet, so we're much more sensitive to it. Yeah, but, that uh, makes sense. Yeah. That so that, that would be the, the most logical thing. But, of course, uh, try to keep your pet as uh, uh, clean as possible. And, um, of course, you know, dogs and cats can also have allergies as sure. well. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I think that's a valid point. I think a lot of time we concentrate on trees and trees mm-hmm. and grass and all those type things, and a lot of the RAS test is based on those things. But they don't test you for a lot of the things that are actually inside um, inside your house, such as the paints that you use, um, the cleaning uh, furniture, supplies. the cleaning supplies, mm-hmm. because some people are have developed allergies to these really harsh chemicals. It makes sense. Or what those plug-ins or uh, candles. Mm-hmm. I mean, scary. Yeah, I tell you, if you want to have an interesting experience, uh, I tell people who have allergies, uh, underneath this, uh, your kitchen sink, take a look and see all these cleaning materials products you have, and people have maybe 20 or 30 bottles of every kind. Mm -hmm. I mean, the uh, chemicals in there are frightening. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So are we allergic to some of them? I would say absolutely, because there's tens of thousands of new chemicals that are being introduced in our uh, environment on a uh, yearly basis, and we don't know all the uh, long-term ramifications, but it sure seems to me logically that uh, the reason that allergies are growing is because of all these uh, uh, new uh, chemical additives. Yeah. Makes sense, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. So, so let's uh, ask a, a quick question, okay? And that is that if we have allergies, and let's say that we have been diagnosed with an allergy, mm-hmm. are you um, are, are you uh, and, the, and the doctor also a proponent of uh, trying to clean up all the environmental issues first or are you um, a proponent of shots? Well, you know, that's the logical thing is, uh, for instance, uh, if you have allergies, uh, I, I would recommend, and we talk about it in the book, uh, getting a air purifier in the bedroom because you're going to be spending six, seven, eight hours uh, in the bedroom and make sure that it's as, uh, uh, the air is as clean as possible. Dust mites, uh, uh, there's ways of uh, uh, getting covers on your pillows and your sheets, etc. Uh, that uh, are the mattresses to prevent dust mites. Uh, in fact, I tell people when when you see the sun coming through the window and uh, you look at uh, you look out and you see that uh, um, the air looks a little uh, whatever. Yep. That's uh, that's allergies and, and dust mites and dead skin. Yeah. So. That's um, not very I'm, cool. <laughs> well, if you've ever seen a dust mite under a microscope, it's the most, uh, it's the ugliest thing you've ever seen in the world. Uh, so I, I, we have a uh, uh, air purifier that uh, uh, in our office in our home uh, that uh, keeps the air as uh, uh, as clean as possible. And you should also uh, people just leave it there forever. They don't change the filter 
that's something you should do on a regular basis too. Absolutely. So one of the things that I we did not do when we introduced you, which I'm actually curious about, is um, the fact that this book was written a partnership between a pharmacist and a medical doctor. And so that is super interesting to me. Um, and I'm just curious, you know, what is the importance or kind of why did you approach it in that way to collaborate um, with with an MD on the on the book? Well, uh, the uh, medical doctor Pamela uh, uh, Smith uh, is is in a uh, pretty well uh, an expert on uh, asthma, so she uh, contributed greatly mm-hmm. from the medical standpoint. Okay. And what I did was I have the hot sixty anti allergy and anti asthma supplements. Okay. Uh, there's actually sixty different supplements, and if you look through them, I would say ninety nine percent of people have never heard of uh, most of them and okay. it's too bad because these are natural substances, one of them called m s m methyl sulfonyl methane it's a uh, wonderful anti inflammatory uh, product uh, I take it daily uh, to prevent uh, inflammation because inflammation uh, inflammatory diseases are the things that are killing us. And uh, it's a simple thing to do, and yet no one's ever heard of it. Uh, it's um, it's just common sense, to, I feel, to prevent problems instead of waiting until they happen. Absolutely. Absolutely. That makes a ton of yeah, sense. Yeah, well, we, we can't do that. That's That makes sense, <laughs> why pre- Yeah, why prevent? <laughs> I mean, whoever came up with such a common sense idea, we can't do that. I think what I enjoyed about the book is that you did a really good job of just differentiating what – make sure you have an allergy and you don't have a disease. That's the yeah. first thing. And then number two, uh, what can you do at home? And then number three, how do you support yourself long term and uh, set up your environment to be the healthiest it can be? Because to me – you, you read through this book, and, and this is a book that just basically takes a family and gives them a chance to modulate their immune system in a healthy manner, eat foods that are healthy for them that probably are more nutritious, and keep them away from things that, even if they don't see harm, eventually long-term is going to create harm. So I think your book does a lot more than covers allergies, frankly. Mm-hmm. I think you guys yeah. did a really good job of rolling out not only allergies, but eating habits, ideals, um, and, and, and actually uh, easy to read. And, and I'm sorry, I've interviewed a lot of authors. There are some books that are written so difficult, you, you have to have a PhD to read it. And you guys <laughs> no, no, did a wonderful we made job. It, we made it as easy as possible. I got one great story if we have a second. Go for um, it. I was doing a tour of Australia, and we went to a uh, laboratory. And one of the uh, laboratory rooms, they were producing horseradish tablets. Uh, I said, what? I said, yeah, horseradish is a wonderful, uh, shall we say, uh, decongestant. And yes, uh, yes, whoever is. thinks of anything like that. So if you instead of thinking all these decongestant uh, drugs, etc., uh, buy some horseradish and take a little sniff of that. And believe me, uh, that clears up the sinuses <laughs> real fast. Absolutely. Well, I know one restaurant that if you actually that. get... <laughs> we have, the, yeah, their shrimp, their shrimp um, cocktail. Cocktail. Oh, has, my um, gosh. It'll clear your sinuses so you won't. You'll be, breathe clear for about a week. <laughs> That's for sure. Okay. Um, doctor, we hope to have you back soon uh, to be able to answer a Q&A also associated with this. And we look forward to meeting Dr. Smith sometimes. I know that she has written a lot of other books also. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And you said this is in 50 countries? No, no. I have books. Uh, that, books in 50 uh, my, countries. My okay. biggest book is called The Vitamin Bible. It's in 34 languages. Yep. But I've uh, 
done uh, you know, tours of over 50, uh, 50 countries. Okay. Well, and you this... know what we need? We need a copy of your vitamin Bible. <laughs> we do. And we would Actually, like to bring you back I to talk one. about that. You already <laughs> have one. Well, apparently right, my well, partner has your book. Get a hold share. of the publisher and I'll uh, send you a copy. Uh, the vitamin Bible has been around for 37 mm-hmm. years and sold book. over 11 million copies. Wonderful. Uh, and still, uh, we have so many people that don't understand the, the benefits of, uh, I feel, uh, one other great story, uh, you know, during the Second World War, uh, after the bombing of Pearl Harbor, uh, we were caught uh, basically uh, completely uh, not ready to do what we're doing. So the government uh, said to all the workers, uh, they're going to give you a plot of land called a victory garden. You might have heard of that, where uh, yeah. they could grow uh uh, vegetables and fruit, etc. Because they knew that if they ate fresh fruits and vegetables, that they would be healthier. Well, they also gave all the uh, people, the, the workers, a vitamin formula. They call it vitamins for victory. Oh, how smart is <laughs> wow. that? Wow, that's great. How come we don't know about that? Seventy-five late, seventy-five years later, when we eat the Twinkie Ding Dong Donut Pizza Prozac <laughs> Pepsi diet, I mean, it's pathetic <laughs> to think that. Well, they knew uh, back then uh, uh, all these things, and now we're completely ignorant about it. First, I'd like to thank you for giving us the title of our next podcast, which is fantastic. Yeah, we're going to have to write but that down. That, I, and oh, that, that's the new book. That's fantastic, mm-hmm. that's yes. The- but speaking of books, so uh, we can get your books on Amazon.com, I'm assuming. and Yes, Amazon.com, all my books. Uh, mm-hmm. You can go to the publisher, uh, which uh, they have a... Uh, uh, website as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, Square, Square One. Mm-hmm. Square, Square One. one. Yep. And of course, uh, there's a few bookstores left, uh, Barnes & Noble. <laughs> it's really yeah. pathetic. There's so few bookstores left. But yeah. um, unfortunately, Amazon.com is uh, is the number one uh, source uh, for books today. Sure. Yep. Yeah. For those listeners, allergies, questionable uh, as to whether you have allergies, we would highly recommend this book as a great starting point. Yes. Frankly, you might be able to help yourself just because um, the doctors did a really, really good job and your friends. Uh, Dr. Mendel, thank you so much for your time. We look to interview you, ask you questions in the future. It was a great day and I thank you. My pleasure. Be well. Okay. Thanks so much. Thank you. Excellent. Very good. I wish I could remember the exact order of pizza, Pepsi, No, it was ding dong. It started off with that, Prozac, <laughs> soda, no, that something, was at the something, end. Prozac was at the end. That's anyway, the new book title of, do... hey, the, the, the American diet. diet or lifestyle for you mm-hmm. to create disease young and ruin your life. Oh, my gosh. Did you, you should think? Be, were you a commercial voiceover artist person? I should do that, you shouldn't should I? You should totally do yeah, that. Yeah, but I can't keep the... Tom, straight face. Nah. Yeah, no, no actually, I keep straight no, so face. Was, you know, I, can I know. Keep the yeah, face. yeah. No, that was a really, a really good interview. interview. Yeah, that yeah. will. We yeah. and again for the listeners, if you uh, love that, you got further questions besides. Hey, frankly, get the book. I mean, it is so well laid out. You, you I mean, it only makes sense if you're all you're going to do is try to clean up, not your dog. Uh, clean up. <laughs> I know. It's like, ooh, I was your That was dog. perfect. We were both, and, like, and, <laughs> and for the listeners, right, we're both looking at each other like, who's going to ask that question? How do you, how do you clean up the dog? I know. I have to know. <laughs> uh, but anyhow, it, it does a wonderful <laughs> job of laying out reasonable mannerisms to be able to help your home. And the truth is, hey, how many times we run the drugstore, run the dock, and we, we take this, 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 and the truth is, Common sense depicts that over 80% of the time you can correct most of these things on your own at home using common sense. You just need the information. 
So um, what a great book. And we are going to have him back. And we're yeah. getting his, um, yeah. I think, Vitamin Bible. Yes, that's and what And make mentioned. sure that we get that. Yeah. Uh, I think that'll be great. But yeah. wasn't it enjoyable? It was a very, very good A lot of energy. Yeah. Great guy. Yeah. Great guy. We look forward to it. Look Until forward next to time. It. Next time. And may God bless. Andy Baker, Dr. Sean Benzinger. Humarian Health Podcast. Spilling our guts. For the well-being of yours. That's right. Thanks for having the guts to listen to the Humarian Health Podcast. If you have things you'd like to gut check, send us an email at gutcheck at humarian.com.